Welcome back, guys. This is the Run River Pursuit Podcast. We are on day six of the Great American Outdoor Show. We were sitting down here outside the press hall, and you'd never believe who I ran into. Josh and George from Pocono Outdoor Guys literally just walked up to me and was like, good morning. What do you say there, guys? How you doing today? <laughs> How's it going, guys? Good, good. Everybody's with, good. With me, too, today is uh, my per- my personal brother. We, uh, we've we been hunting geese together since I can remember, um, and uh, just downright other than... Uh, I, I say all the time on this podcast that uh, Logan Bloomfield's the best fisherman I've ever met. I always like to give props. It's pretty hard to say that sitting here with Josh and George <laughs> because they're well, two, two of the best fishermen that I've ever been to. I'm actually blessed. I wasn't going to make this all about fishing, but Chris is actually the best fisherman that I've ever fished with. I, I've seen some of the posts there, and I'm not going to dispute that one little bit. Oh, so. I've seen posts as well. I have. So you're you're uh, you're headed down to Tennessee here in a few <laughs> yeah, weeks. Yeah. And, uh, uh, do a little bass fishing down there on on the chicken boxing yeah so that'll be a, a good trip for us absolutely and said chris came in here to the great american outdoor show today to actually hit the fishing hall particularly to look for a specific rod for that trip oh, nice. um not that you need another one but we're going to go get some new ones might as well it's this. only money can't take it with you what are you guys uh what are you guys looking forward to to the show today oh i've been coming to the show for the last three or four years now and Every single time, I find great deals on real soft plastics. You know, very fishing orientated, but for the most part, you know, we're here to check out some of the new products, talk to some different people, just the whole experience. Everything's here. Everybody's here. Yeah, we got a couple of things we want to talk to. Some folks we met, some good friends last year we met through here. Want to retouch with them. Also got a nice interview set up later with a young lady from the NRA. Nice. Just um, you know, all the good stuff they're doing to support the outdoors, and we want to support them as well. And just talk to some good people, meet some old friends, and make some new ones. Absolutely. Uh, we've been we've been running around doing this uh, for for the last few days, and I can tell you that it it only gets better and better. Like the more that we walk around, the more that I can walk over and be like, dude, I'll be back. I want to I want to talk to him. I want to talk to her. Um, it's very difficult to get to everybody. Obviously, there's too many to get to, but there's people here from all over the world, and uh, it's just way too interesting to not... You, you get caught up in conversations for 45 minutes, an hour, and then before you know it, time is gone. And uh, if you guys get down here to the show and, and walk around and talk to some of these outfitters, both fishing, hunting, and uh, you know, company owners alike, I, I find that the, uh, the camaraderie in here is no different than the, the bass boat or the duck blind. Uh, people love to talk to you. So, Chris, how much money did you bring for a rod today? Well, I have uh, I have a few dollars in cash, but I definitely have a uh, pretty heavy uh, credit card load in the back wallet you know, there. You so, know what uh, that means, George. That means I'm getting two rods, too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, you know, you, you got to spend a little to have a little fun, so uh, Absolutely. Uh, why not? Yeah, I, I tried to be smart and say I'm only going to bring a little bit of cash just to limit it, but I could same thing. I got a credit card, and I'll be racking some up. You're going to spend, the, you're going to obviously try Josh to walk around the whole show, but I can imagine that I'll run into you multiple times in the fishing hall today. Uh, for the majority, that's where I'll be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The, uh, one of the cool things that I saw this year uh, that I really liked to go with fishing was uh, in the camper hall, the Northwest Hall, they have that rooftop tent that's uh, slightly different this year. And uh, later on today, maybe I'll tell you guys where what that's all about. For those quick overnighters, like when I come down, when we came down shad fishing with you, uh, with you two, I got we could get there fairly early and just crash out for a few hours in the parking lot. You know, uh, that's probably a great nice. idea. You know, down to Gut Road catfishing. It's three in the morning. I don't want to drive home. I just crash out till daylight. Drive home when I get a little shut eye because sure. your eyes can get pretty weak after staring at the water all night. You, know? you can ask George. That's something I've been talking about wanting to do. 
for a while now, but not really knowing how to do it yeah. comfortably or, you know. Well, this one over here that they have actually don't need a truck. It'll fit on top of Subaru or anything. So go check that one out. It definitely um, will. There's definitely enough room for two people in it, but um, I don't know if I want to share my rooftop tent with Josh <laughs> right on, after, after we've been shad fishing the feeling's all day mutual. <laughs> I also have with me Uncle Buck, and Lacey's with me today. So uh, we're looking forward to getting our show started. Uh, we're going to go jump on here and do some social media, Facebook Live stuff. Uh, s stay tuned. We're going to have a great day at the show. Chris, thanks for coming. Hey, thank you. Josh, George. Hey, guys. We'll be seeing you out here pretty soon. All right, man. Go kill it. We do it. See you guys. All right, Uncle Buck and me joined uh, Carl Sauerwein. Yeah. And uh, he's from Wyoming. We're down in the Outfitter Hall. What a great way to start out the morning because we just sent the boys, uh, Josh and George, up there to uh, check out all the fishing stuff. So why don't we go out west of Wyoming hunting? Yeah, and, and, and what a way to do it here. We're about to find out from Carl. He, he does it in a, a unique way, don't you, Carl? I do, yeah. Um, you know, we pack back in the wilderness areas and uh, do it on horses and mules. So I love that. It's, uh, something that not everybody gets to experience in life, but uh, should. And yeah. I'm looking here. Uh, there's bighorn sheep, and you, you do elk and muleys. Mule deer, antelope, moose. Uh, you know, we hunt for all the big game species in Wyoming. Is this you on this picture? It is, yes. It is. He's got seven horses with him. He's mules. By himself, and he's got he's got seven he's got seven mules with him. Yep. Yeah. Mules. Mules. That shows you what I know. I yeah. thought they were horses. <laughs> Missouri mules, maybe. Oh, here we go with the Missouri thing. <laughs> I, like had to throw that, I had to throw that in. Well, there. maybe Tennessee, too. Oh, all right, little Tennessee yeah. mule in there, yeah. So this is uh, Boulder Basin Outfitters, and uh, it says Cody, Wyoming. So what if somebody were to come out hunting with you and give you a call, Carl, um, what would they expect? What, what, would, what are they going to bring? How do they you know, get in touch with you? What would they expect to come out to do? Um, well, first off, you know, get in touch and um, do my website, boulderbasinoutfitters.com. Or if they're interested in a summer trip, they can go to uh, wyomingsummerpacktrips.com. Oh, nice. And uh, I tried to do that to separate a little bit so it's not all jammed up on one with two websites. But, sure. uh, you know, we go through the booking process. I explain to them what they could expect, what, the, you know, we do, our kind of. How we do it, and um, where do they? Where would they fly into? Uh, they can fly into Cody. Cody. Yep, for the hunting trips, we're right uh, about 18 miles out of Cody, mm -hmm. and that. And then uh, if they were doing some of the pack trips, depending on, we do eight-day trips that go from Cody to Jackson. It's about a 90-mile trip on horses and mules. Start at Cody and finish at Jackson, or vice versa. So. That sounds horrible. Oh yeah, I, I would I would hate to spend all that time in the woods with without a <laughs> noise of, of with a guy named Sourwine. I love in it. The background. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow! I mean that that's and talk about throwing back to to an earlier period. Yeah. Um, you know, again, throw away the cell phones. I love you that. You don't have to hear a car or a horn or anything from the outside world. Well, what kind of terrain out there would you typically be hunting? Hilly, uh, hilly. It's mountainous. Is it very mountainous? Yeah, mountainous, rocky terrain. So, uh, you know, open ridges, timbered uh, valleys. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also see here uh, there's some fly fishing. There is, yes. <laughs> so some of the most remote areas in the lower 48 around uh, Yellowstone, uh, southeast corner of uh, Yellowstone Park and that. Uh, so we're mostly cutthroat, a few brook trout, some rainbows. But uh, There you go, Buck. Beautiful country out there, too, guys. I mean, not only are you going to fish but like like carl was saying right there by that yellowstone park and when you're saying jackson do you mean jackson hole jackson hole yes i i went there as a kid 
Of course. You we got to go back. I was fortunate enough to see it with young eyes. I want to see it again as an adult now. It just, I mean, catfish. Every, every time we talk about out west, Uncle Buck is our out west boy. Grew up out west. He, uh, uh, he, he just and like glows. He's like, oh, I want to. It's open. You want to go back? You can tell. It's, it's just when you're. It's not enough elbow room out here, you yeah, know, yeah, and, yeah. and and out it's just a different way of life, and and I miss it. I yeah. miss that. I don't think that people. I mean, obviously, I'm looking at the big, beautiful backdrop of uh, of some of the pictures, and I know you can't see it through the audio, but it sure just looks like heaven. It really does. Yeah, it does. Now, what time of year we're coming out in the fall to to do most of these hunts? Yeah, the hunts start. First of September, and then of course I, depending on areas and, and seasons or whatever, but it goes clear into December sometimes. So you you go from green grass to feet of snow, depending. on I was on just going to ask when you, when do we need to pack uh, pack the boots for yeah. the snow? Of course, you'd never leave your long johns at home. No, uh, ever, no, ever, never. yeah, because you never know you know how it's going to yeah yeah you change or change, how fast. Change quickly. Do you ever see any? Uh, coyotes and bears out here when you're on the trail yeah yeah we see uh you know quite a few coyotes uh bears there's a fair amount of those around we see mostly uh the bears mo- most of the time in the fall yeah, yeah. you know obviously they're tanking up to get ready to go yeah. into hibernation and that and well we stopped over here and uh i, I didn't want to pick on your arm my, my, bu- <laughs> my buddy carl here's got his arm in a sling yeah. but uh you know uh it just goes to show you that um you know, even no matter how long you do this, it, it can be uh, it can be adventurous. Because, it can be. Yeah. Yep. Carl, uh, unfortunately, one of his mules got him. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, bucked me off, and uh, they could get spooked, man. That see, that's that's the adventure part of it. Right. You know, that's the adventure part of it. I was riding uh, right out of high school, and whether it's a mule or a four wheeler, I was flying down the the pavement on a four wheeler, and the front right tire came off. It did. It, it the, the whole tire came off. Boy, that thing rolled over top of me about four times. Luckily, I, I didn't get hurt real bad. But I just, when I stopped, I kept seeing that four with it rolling down the road. Yeah. So the adventure of any kind can, uh, yeah. can be adventurous. And I do. I'm going to throw in Carl is underplaying this whole thing. Oh yeah. He got bucked off while going over a cliff. Over I, a cliff. Yeah. 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 So he, it was. A, you had some trauma. I mean, you're you're in a yeah. sling now, but I I bet you you were you were, I was. Yeah, you can't uh, tell that he's hurting. Now. No, no, no. You know, yeah. broke a few ribs, yeah. punctured the lung, yeah, and exactly. all that stuff. You know. Uh, Do you have to have a chest tube for that? Dude? They didn't put a chest tube in. Yeah. No, all right. But, all right. Uh, I was gonna say, man, you were through the ringer, and then, and then you're in the middle of nowhere. How long did that take you to get out? Well, so I had to have a helicopter ride out, okay. and they couldn't land where I was at. And uh, so they had long lined me out. So I, I got I got a pretty adventurous ride out. It was uh, that's an epic hunting story though. It is. Yeah. Epic, that's an epic adventure. Yeah. Even though you got hurt and all, it's still a cool story of your lifetime that to yeah. say that, that you could overcome such a such yeah. a thing. Man, I'm glad you're here talking to us now, yeah. Carl. You know, I tell you one thing. Out, I, you, you always think you're tough, you know, uh-huh. and you look back at all these mountain men that run around in this country and they had accidents the same as we could now. Yeah. And when they got hurt, they, they had no to walk out. They didn't have the helicopter right, right out. I right. got up, walked about a mile, and thought I was going to die. Yeah, uh, I realized real fast wrong. I wasn't tough. Exactly. And of course, you know, my guests are not going to be riding the same animals no, that no, I'm riding. You know, not. I mean, no, no. they're they're gentle, proven animals. We were just actually picking on you for trying to fly a horse off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I probably deserve it because I could have jumped off or bucked off. In a nice spot. Yeah, Instead, yeah. I just right. had to go the right. full extreme. Well, location, if, location, location. Exactly. Right? If you guys get a chance to uh, come down here and, and talk with Carl at, at Border Basin Outfitters, uh, 
just a fun dude to talk to. And those kind of epic hunting stories are, are you know, exactly what we try to strive for in the show anyhow. So didn't mean to pry into how you got hurt, but no, that's I wanted right. to hear the epic story. Hey, you bet. I appreciate you guys coming thanks, down buddy, and doing this. And want to thank the NRA for everything that they do for us at this show. It's a, it's a great uh, organization doing great things for our industry. So yeah, really man. appreciate it. Thank you, Carl. Appreciate thank your you. time this morning. You bet. Appreciate thank it. you. Hey, Catfish. What? Where are you taking me now? We've already been to Wyoming. Where are we headed to? You know, it's it's kind of cold out. Why don't we head south to Argentina? Ooh, it, it's pretty nice down there, I hear. Have you ever been there? No, but I know some guys who, who have been. Who's that? I, I know uh, Nacho Castro and Dwayne Rutledge out of Cordoba, Argentina, with CNC uh, Outfitters. Really? And... and it's right up our alley. You never told me you knew these boys. I just met them. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, guys, to the show. Welcome, Welcome. Nacho and Hi, Dwayne. Hi, Catfish. How you doing? Nice to meet you, senores. Nice, nice to, to meet, meet you, you again, buddy. Um, so when we go to Argentina, um, it totally blew my mind because Dwayne had, was talking to me a little bit about and he we sat here and watched the entire video. Holy world class, not just hunting. I, I mean, I knew the world class hunting was down there with the bird population. But I just learned that I can hunt ducks, and I learned geese. Well, the food yeah. looks. I'm not even getting on food. Wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at the yet. food. It looked great. I'm hungry That's now. Later. Let's let Nacho tell them all about it. Yeah. Yes. I introduce myself. My name is Ignacio Castro Nacho from Cordoba, Argentina. All right. We are doing the best hunting of dove pigeon in our area. I am very happy to be here in the great American outdoor because we have a lot of people who has the opportunity to, to know us, and we know a lot of new hunters. Absolutely. It's an outstanding show. We, we love it. Yes. Yeah. He's this, my friend, the winds. This is our third year with the uh, NRA outdoor show, and uh, it gets better every year. All right, Dwayne, I'm picking up, you have an accent. Oh, I'm from the States. All right. Okay, now. All right. Where, <laughs> are, you, where, right. Are, you fr- where are you from in the I'm States? I'm actually from uh, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. So you're a local boy yeah, as well. Yeah, I went down. Right. I went down. I did the internet search to tell you the story. I uh, I was planning a trip to Argentina, and I did what everybody else does. I got on the internet, and I went through the whole list. There's hundreds of them down there, and I narrowed it down to three outfitters in Argentina. And I called all three of them, and my heart told me to go with CNC Outfitters. It's Nacho Castro. And I went down, and we become best friends. And, you, and, you're, and you live there now, right? No, no. No, uh, no. Okay. Someday. In a someday. Couple, as soon as I retire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I figured you were That's going. That's his future yeah. idea. See, <laughs> our goal in CNC Outfitter is we take care of the hunter so well like a, we do a, like a family. We are friendly family with the best hunting and service. And that's why we, we came like a friend in the future. Yeah. And today, the family is growing and growing every year. Amen. It is. Amen. Mm-hmm. Well, it is. you just, with Rutten River Pursuits, you have seven best friends, we like to say, <laughs> once you meet us. Thank oh, you so much. We like, we like to grow the brotherhood yeah. as well. Yes, yeah. and, and, it, and it's so exciting to not only we can fellowship with other hunters from America, but when we at this great American outdoor show, it's international. Oh my gosh. And that is great. The, 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 the fever is worldwide to be a hunter. There's a vibe in this room. Yes. There certainly is. Yeah, yeah. It is. And it's awesome. You mean, like I told you, uh, a lot of new hunters, a lot of new people, new faces where they, I want, you know, we want, they have the experience 
in Argentina because yeah. oh, it's great. we take care, like I told you, our client as a first class in food, in hunting, memories, all memories. I'm going to tell you folks, like Catfish was saying My earlier, the video that's playing, um, they take you from arriving into the town, yeah, going to up. the lodge, yeah. a beautiful lodge. We pick you up at the airport and we take care of you. Our packages include everything, transportation, food, lodging, drinks, And everything. I don't even need to bring a gun, do I? No, we have plenty of them. Bredas, Bredas down there, and you'll shoot till you're tired of shooting. And well, that's what I heard. He's told me, he said, you, you can shoot a, a, a thousand rounds down there. That's oh, crazy. Easy. Well, easy. You it, have hunters, they go in there to shoot 80 bucks a shell. We're talking about 2,000 shells every day. Holy uh, How many did Phil shoot in one day? Uh, we have a record of one hunter from England. He gets 7,575 dollars in one full day. That was November Buck, 11, 2011. How did he even lift his arm? It's on YouTube. How, to, how did he even wait, do here, that? Here's a question for me. Physically. What, what, yeah. like, you know how, like, our, our local dairy farmers here in Pennsylvania, the trucks come in every day to get the milk and, and leave with the milk because, mm -hmm. you know, they have mm -hmm. to. What truck brings in that many shells every day? Where do you guys <laughs> yeah. get that many shells? We have, we have containers. <laughs> we have many, many, many. Yes. Yeah, wow. you'll shoot more birds in one day than you will in a lifetime in the States. And, and the only reason why I'm, I can believe that story is I'm looking at the picture behind you, and the dove are, are literally blocking the sun out of the sky practically. Yes. yes. Here. Yeah. And, and that, like this is for eight hours without stop. Talking about three, four hours in the morning without stop, and then the afternoon, another four hours. Is, is it unbelievable? Is it mostly because of the weather? Like, is that why you have, have so many birds? We have the best habitat. Yes. I mean, we have water. The weather and the We roost. have food, and we have roost. What they need. Yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. And, and, and I think the only thing that could tear me away from that eight-hour day of shooting is this lunch that I'm watching being prepared. <laughs> yes. I was saying, my mouth was watering. Looking at this video, looks like you're watching the Food Network. It's five-star. <laughs> it's like a five-star restaurant. What like, were you telling me about the beef down there? Somebody was telling me that it's... Other than Kobe, I think it's the highest quality in the world. Yes. yes. I love it, man. It looks amazing. And they're cooking on the grill outside. Lunches are outside. Outside, in the fields, in the shade area. Oh, you guys love it. It's a great experience to live. With I really like open, this. Open fire cooking, uh, and, and I'm getting the meat sweats just looking at this <laughs> spread here. The fact that they have a, like a winery in their backyard, like the, the yeah. local. Yeah. And uh, so some of these buildings down here aren't your typical uh, uh, around here. Help me out with that word. Architecture. That's Architecture. what I meant to say. Around here. <laughs> There, there's a lot of history where you are. Oh, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. We're talking about 1900s, yeah. 1850, different constructions. Yes. I want people to jump over right now on their website so they can actually look at yeah. some of these some of these see, videos on. See, yeah. the Argentina is something experience like you have to live to believe. Right. Yes. Because a lot of people tell you, oh, you want to be in Argentina shooting 1,000, 2,000 shells, whatever. People say, no way, it's not like this. But you, after you believe yep. the experience, you got to go there to believe you, it. Yeah. You tell a word out to many of your friends. We certainly will. It's un something unbelievable. Dwayne, where do I need to go if, if, I need, if I can't get down here to look at this video? Where can you send our listeners uh, uh, to check you guys out? To check absolutely. CNC Outfitters. Uh, and we have Facebook. We have YouTube. 
and go to our website at uh, wingshooting uh, wing in Argentina.com. Nice. Yes. Wingshooting at Argentina.com. And we yes. have another one which is called Argentina Wingshooters. Wingshooters.com. Well, uh, it's not just me. Like, we were standing here in front of your booth watching the video, getting to meet you guys. You guys seem amazing. I, I, would, I would love to hunt with you guys. Uh, Lacey's standing still here watching the video for the third time, <laughs> oh, and she was pulling I on think my she's shirt. Going to come. She's, she's pulling going on to my go. shirt going, this she's is ready. what we're doing. I want to go. I want to go. It's a beautiful trip. And you're, there's plenty to do for non-hunters. If you want to bring your wife or your, your, you know, your friend or whatever, yep, yep. there's plenty of uh, plenty of things. We we have people to take them to town. It's very safe in Argentina. Rice coursing. Yes. yes, very safe in Argentina. Beautiful countryside. They don't have the drug trouble that some other yep. countries have. Dwayne actually touched on something that I wasn't aware of. So right now it is uh, February here in Pennsylvania. Yes, and it can be rather cold out. It's not today, but it was last week. Yes. Your weather's slight your weather's a little opposite Complete of ours. Opposite. Totally opposite. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. So if we wanted to come down there in the middle of the summertime, it would be cooler? Yeah, you get yes, a break sir. from uh, the heat from summer. And but wanted, it's not that cold. I okay. wanted to touch base on that though, because this isn't something that's like two months out of the year. Nah. You can hunt all year. In all year round. Yeah, yeah. All year round. Yes. yes. As uh, our suggestion, best months are the month of July. August, September, October. It's unbelievable. The number yeah. of dove there is and the best weather. Yeah. You, uh, people from the state, they love it. July, it's so hot. Fishing yeah. goes down a little bit. It's we, a no-brainer. It we, we, were picking it, on, we were picking on me last night a little bit about uh, getting a little bit older, right? Right. And uh, Dwayne was saying that I no longer have to get up at 3 a.m. Nah, and nah. set up decoys Sleeping. at 5. You guys, you guys get up at, uh, and, and have breakfast like around 7, 8, and yeah. then go out hunting around 9. There right. you go. That's like yeah. being on vacation hunting. Oh, I love it. vacation hunting. It's beautiful. That's all. And after lunch, we prepare the, the bed, mattress right there. You take a little, a little siesta. Cock. A little cock. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have to cor- correct you real quick. Catfish, you know how I say it's we're not fishing, we're catching today yes. when it's one of those. Uh, I know sent exactly days. where you're going, but so I'm going to call you're not hunting, you're, you're shooting. shooting. Oh, and there's no, I don't think That's there's it. any place in the world that it's you can shooting. say that. There's yes. no hunting involved, it's shooting. It's all yeah. about pull yeah. the trigger, pull the trigger, and have you're, fun. Don't tell Stevie, don't let him listen to this. He'll already have his passport you don't in even hand. You have to load your gun. Did you see the video with the bird boys? Oh, my gosh. You now, just, I'll want to load my gun. gun. No, that, that's their job. Okay. You just pull the trigger. Will, uh, you, will you please tell my waterfowl listeners, too, because that's, really, that's a really big audience of ours. Yes, um, about this area, yes. You also have duck hunting, is that correct? Oh, we, we shoot ducks. Santa we have 13 different species of ducks in our area. And the ducks is unbelievable. We shoot in the rice field, and we shoot in the highland. Oh. So it's a bird hunter's paradise, really. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, you go down, I'll shoot. <laughs> you bring me breakfast. No, I'm shooting. Because I'm going to sleep in the blind. Or maybe he loads your gun. Nuh-uh. <laughs> hey, no, maybe no, he'll, I'll do it all. The, the, kind of, the kind of camaraderie we have in the duck blind, maybe he'll unload my gun. So when <laughs> yeah, I pull right. up, I'll hear that click. Yep. Or, Dwayne, not sure. Thank you right, so much. I appreciate the time, guys. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you so much. Definitely Thank you. And I'd like to say something out. in the radio or in the TV yeah. where we are now. Is today is my wife's birthday. And oh, we are here in the United yeah. States. I don't know where she oh, goes now. Feliz cumpleaños. Feliz cumpleaños, Vero. And I'd like to thank uh, NRA for, for all the hard work they do to put this show Absolutely, on. Absolutely, yeah. yes. Uh, it's, a, it's an amazing event. It's a great family place. Isn't um, it cool how they bring the whole world together? Yeah. 
Yeah, we, yes. we were just talking to Wyoming. You know, yesterday I was talking to South Carolina. Now we're in New Argentina. Zealand. Now we're in Argentina. Where do you want to go next, Buck? I don't know. Let's let's go for a walk. For this year, you stay in Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> you might you might you might do that to me. I think whenever my wife Lacey says this is it, I yeah. it, and and I agree a hundred percent. It's probably actually something that we'll do down the road. And, and yeah. I have my buddy Chris with me, and his eyes are like, "Yep, we're gonna go shoot some guns." Yeah. This is a this is it's about time. time. It's not out of reach, and it's a first-class trip. Everybody, I can't, I can't wait. You've got to check them out. CNC Outdoors out of Cordoba, Argentina. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have, have a nice day. day. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you. Catfish. Yo, I, I'm wore out. Why? You you drug you, me from Wyoming all the way down to Argentina. I, I'm getting up there. I'm a few years older than you are. I need to go home for a little bit. You ready to go home? Yeah. Can you take me home for a minute? Want to go talk to uh, Randall and Butch? Yeah. From, uh, Hunts for Healing? You mean Butch Tennant and Randall? <laughs> Big Block Jones? I can't keep him out for long. He's too old. Hey. Yeah, Welcome, hey. guys. How you doing? How you doing? Randall and Butch are with uh, Hunts for Healing, and uh, they're a, a real <laughs> special group of guys. Um, and I'm not gonna. I probably won't do it justice, Catfish. No, I would let. I would let them tell about it because uh, you'll just butcher it. I would, mm. and you're but, right. No, guys. It's we see guys here every year, and we love coming down to talk. And uh, we want to. Uh, we want to share as our as our uh, podcast grows. We definitely want to keep sharing out mm. of all the great work you guys do. So, uh, can you tell them what it's all about? Uh, yeah. Excuse me. Hunts for Healings out of Laceyville, Pennsylvania. Uh, this is about the 11th year we've been doing this. I've been with them since 2013. I came up as a for a participant on a turkey event and got and got stuck and been with them ever since, that's guiding how, and mentoring. That's how it works. Uh, so we what we do is we take uh, post 9/11 combat wounded vets on uh, hunting fishing trips. We do turkey trips. We do uh, a couple of deer hunts. We do some uh, river trips. We have a family camp. We also do a, a gun bill, which, which is what we just completed last mm-hmm. week. Uh, we just bring them guys up. It's basically deer camp for about go. four or five days. It was really small, really intimate. It's a lot of these bigger organizations do like 30 and 40 people, kind of like a dog and pony show. But mm-hmm. we kind of keep it real small, real intimate, kind of give the guys a kind of decompress and relax. And it's a family kind of hang out. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like deer camp, like deer camp exactly. used to be, man. Yeah. That's when, right. When I grew up, we had a deer camp, too, and it was the same 10 guys every year. And mm-hmm. uh, even though I don't get to see those guys every year, when I see them now, it's I pick right up where, where it was that's like right. I, I that's just right. talked to him ten minutes ago. That's right. That's yeah, right. It, it, it definitely builds a family. That's it, right. There's there's no other way to help somebody, but through the outdoors. Oh, I, I'm, I'm convinced of I it. Agree. I mean, it's something about our 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 primal nature of being. We're not meant to be cooped up indoors, and oh, right. the human no, body needs all. to be reset. The mind needs to be reset, and getting outdoors, I think, is it, it helps me. Well, uh, I'm so oh, yeah. sure that the guys yeah. that you take to hunting too—that that's a spiritual healing for them as well. Oh, absolutely. Well, the one thing I and I kind of come to realize this about a year ago, um, I don't remember. I don't miss getting up at four in the morning. I don't miss shaving my head, and I don't miss. I don't miss doing the PT and all that. I miss the platoon aspect of it. So that's kind of what Hunts for Healing give me was the whole platoon aspect. When you get these guys like me and Travis Rupert, he's been on the show before. He, mm-hmm. We met in 2013. We come up here. We all hang out. We all communicate on Facebook through uh, the brotherhood. Uh, exactly. Yeah, brotherhood. Exactly. We, and if we all need to get a kick in the butt, we all get a kick in the butt. If we need to yeah. be encouraged, we do that. If we, if we need to be, have somebody just to listen to us and let us vent, we got that. Yeah, you know, that's, that's the kind of stuff we didn't have before. 
So when, when they put you out of the military, you're kind of like, what do I do with my hands kind of deal. Well, so, you lose some coping exactly, mechanism, exactly. mechanisms. That's right. And, yeah. and that's what your platoon, that's, you know. That's right. I, I've, I've never served, uh, and, and I'll never pretend to mm -hmm. thank you for, for serving and, and, and putting your life on the line for my freedom and liberty, fellas, right. and to yeah. each and every one of you. But I, I don't think that um, I don't think that people actually get that though. I don't think that they know what kind of what, what kind of bonding that is. Mm -hmm. You can't break that. Oh no, yeah. absolutely yeah. not. When you're in a situation where you're in a trench and you, right. your brother on the left and the right. brother on the right, I, I yeah, and we're yeah, different. That's, that's and, the guys and then that goes away for. like that yeah. when you come right. back here. Right. Yeah. That, that's what I meant by losing right. your coping mechanisms. Yeah. These are the right. guys with you, and these are the guys. Well, being like I said, we'll hold hands across this street. Oh, being yeah. in the military was really easy. It was just, you know, they pretty much told you what you had to wear, where to be, how to be, when to be, and all that. But when you get out, and then, like you kind of lose your purpose, and you don't, you don't yeah. know what direction to go, and then you're kind of like, well, well, it's I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a parasite on yeah. life. You know what I'm talking about? And that's what yeah. kind of what the lies you start getting here in your yeah. head. But then you realize. Once you come here, and, and for myself, like I got to be a guide and a mentor now, I get to I repurpose myself. Yes, you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Now I, have a do, I do have a purpose. I don't have to lay in bed. I don't have to be miserable. I have some, somebody needs me. And, and yeah. what we do is we reach back and get our brothers that are in the dark places and pull them forward yeah. to us. You no, know, man, drag them along behind. with us, man. Right. Drag them right. along with us. I, I like that uh, phrase, where we go one, we go all. That's yeah. it. If, if people want to uh, come out and support you guys, you're here at the show in the Outfitter Hall. If, if people that can't make it down here want to go to support you guys, how can they do that? Uh, well, we have uh, some brochures that we have out. We have a uh, – let me get one right here so I can it, read. They, they can go to huntsforhealing.org. Right. And uh, there's all the information about everything we do. Uh, guys can sign up to come do the hunts. Uh, we, also have, uh, we also have ways on there that you can donate. Good. If if you yeah, want yeah. to if if you want to help us out in any way and, and you know you know you can't get here, huntsforhealing.org has got all the answers that that right. you need. Yeah, go and check that out. I'm right. sure that they can find a lot more information than I could possibly ever touch base on here right. just standing here talking. So right, you uh you guys have anything coming up for 2019? Oh, we've uh, we just got through with our gun bill. We did our flint lock the first of January. Now yeah, that gun behind you looks pretty sweet. Uh, thank you. Uh, our next our next event will be our turkey hunt yeah, yeah. and our spring turkey, and then we'll have a river trip probably June, yeah, and then yeah. uh, we'll have a family camp at end of July, first of August, and that that's that's one where we bring the whole family because a lot of times yeah. the families get overlooked by a lot of organizations. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, they yeah. were just as much at war as we were. They just yeah. weren't getting shot at. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but then we'll have a, a, a inline hunt in October. Yeah, so yeah. we have several events coming up in October. We got some our sister organization Patriot Cove is um, they got some events coming up where they do strictly fly fishing. Oh nice. But yeah, they kind of umbrellaed underneath us, and uh, so we kind of. That's they specialize in that. That's great. They, they also have a caregiver camp. That's right. That's as right. well with the Patriots Cove, where uh, Miss Melissa Swire she takes in she takes in the caregivers and and, and kind of gives them a break and gives them someone to reach out to, because we're hard to put up with. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we are. Most of us are divorced or, or we're we're in bad relationships, and and it's we're just hard to deal with sometimes <laughs> we understand each other yeah. more than anybody will ever understand us and and it's, it's it's just it's so hard on our loved ones because we do everything we can to protect them yes because like we've talked about we we've talked about here in the booth they're innocent yeah. 
we don't want them to know what the real evils are out in the world. Exactly. If I can mask that and keep it covered up, that's man. It just it protects it protects my children. Yeah. Protects my mother. You know. Well, that's that's exactly what I believe that you know you guys are are, are like are trained to do. You know, you protect yeah. us abroad, and you come home and you try to do the same thing. You don't really think that you ever lose that, do you? No. Just try to. It, it doesn't go away. I, I shield think the world from evil is a is yeah. a honorable thing even though it does mess with you yeah like i said yeah, it's, it's it's one of them deals when you kind of keep it up it, it, it eventually will comes out yeah, anger anxiety and now let me yeah. ask you a question so the hunters that come down get the benefit from all this mm -hmm. do you for you know for me do you when you get to help somebody out do you feel that too oh absolutely oh, yeah. that's, the, that's the reason we do what we do yeah. like i said it gives you a purpose back in yeah. life yeah you know because i sat yeah. for two years going what do we do? i don't i don't know what to do yeah. i mean yeah. you know like i said you had a mission in in, in the military you knew what you had to do, and, and it was pretty simple. It wasn't really hard. Yeah. Now you come back to civilian life, and you, you, you're injured to the point they don't want to. They won't hire you at a on, on a normal job, and you can't go back in the military. Your, your purpose there is served, and you're kind of like I, I'm useless. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So now when you come into this, it kind of gives you a purpose to to move forwards. And you know, if there are other guys out there right now, guys and gals out there right now that uh, have served and maybe they're lost. Mm -hmm. um, uh, not only through the website, is it something that they could uh, possibly lend a hand to help somebody else? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We, li we like to bring guys in and let them go through the program and kind of see what we do. Because yeah. like I said, a lot of times there's a lot of there's great organizations out there and they do great things. and But a lot of them end up being a, I hate to say it, not disrespectful, no, like, no. but like a dog and pony show. No, I got and, you. Yeah. And they... And the guys, they get a benefit out of it, but they can't come back and, and help. Right. What well, Hunts for Healing... If you go, we put you through the program. If you come back, we're going to put you to work. Your you know family. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah you your, fam family. your family well, yeah. again. First time and you're a guest. Next yeah. time, get up. And yeah, you yep. got to work. Get your own yeah. drink. Yeah. You, <laughs> might, you, might, you, might have to, you might be a guy, a mentor. You might be the head trash taker out or yeah. whatever you want to call it. Might be <laughs> floor sweeper. Exactly. I mean, whatever. Whatever, whatever needs to be done, we'll put you to work. You yeah. know what I'm yeah. saying? It's, yeah. it's, tough. it's tough to sit here and tell, tell, tell a bunch of guys that are uh, – or hardcore that uh, mm -hmm. you know it makes my heart warm you know because it, it's I don't want uh, I'm soft I'm soft inside right now right, like right. literally my heart's breaking because I know with my dad as a double amputee right. and taking him hunting how what it means to me right. and um, yeah. to I can picture that through some of the things I've done in life what you guys do for people and right. um, it, it literally makes me cry inside man that, yeah. that's that's super cool dude yeah. I'm, I'm so right. happy you guys are doing this and I hope they get a chance to at least come down here to the to the uh, Outfitter Hall and Seans, and if not, hit the website up so that Absolutely. they can support your efforts. Um, and uh, I, I'm quite sure I'll even see us again probably next year, better, bigger and better than ever. So. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Absolutely. I thank Wait. the Lord for guys like you. Appreciate yeah, it. Man, I, 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 I appreciate you guys. Uh, well, even, even the guys and girls that are home, if it doesn't matter what your disability is, we can modify anything to take you on a hunting hunting trip to do these things with us. All you got to do is be willing to say, "Yeah, I want to go." Yeah. No, and we'll make can't. it happen. There's right. there's that's no right. thing as can't. We have a saying on the podcast: you can't have no in your heart. That's right. No, that's right. If you that's got right. no in your heart, you're you're just that's you're right. you're killing yourself. Yeah. we do. You're yeah. letting yourself down. I thought that was Uncle Buck saying. No, uh, Uncle Buck has a lot of saying. Just can't uh, have yeah. no in your heart. Well, I tell you another thing: we do, like I said, me and me and Butcher from Mississippi. So we come up here. It takes us 22 hours to get here. Yeah. But we when we went back home when Mindy showed me this program through 2013. I went back and we started an organization uh, called Team Murphy Outdoors, mm -hmm. and we do the same thing down there that we do up here. But we also take it one step further, where we take and we take the veterans once 
once they, they've come through the program, and then we repurpose the veteran and use them as guides and mentors for disabled kids. Right. So that gives them a two, it's like a two-fold deal. But all this yeah. started from Hunts for Healing. So yeah. it all just kind of built from there. You know, and no matter what it is in life, man, if, oh, yeah. if you if you are a man, you want to you know you know feel your shoulders held high in mm -hmm. the morning. Oh, yeah. You have to have some purpose, right? You yeah. know, without that, oh, yeah, you absolutely. are lost soul. Absolutely, you know, so. yeah. A lot of people think you can retire and oh, it'd be great to run to the mailbox and draw a check. No, well, no, that gets no. old pretty quick. You know, yeah. when you ain't got when you're when you ain't got nothing, yeah. you just got kind of, a lot of people yeah. end up dying within six months exactly. of retiring exactly. just because of that. Their oh, purpose. Because. You have to have a yep. purpose in life. That's what we're built for. That's what yep. we're exactly. bred for. It's in our DNA. I can we're, see that. I mean, I got an older uncle. I can see that in his eyes. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, you know, he served. And I, I look at him, and it, you can see in his eyes, only something's missing. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. It feels like everybody doesn't love him, and it's right, not the right. case. But oh yeah, it's his uh, his heart's a little different. And oh, it's yeah. a good one. Oh yeah, I think it's just broken. Oh yeah, it, absolutely. it is. Absolutely. It is. He's 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 kind of lost his way, and, and right. when you don't have that purpose, you've got to find something to to, right. to push yourself to get up to go do every day. Right. Well, Hunts for Healing does exactly that, mm -hmm. and uh, you guys get down here to the to the Outfitter Hall. Say hi to them. Stop and talk to them. They can answer any questions that you have. And uh, it's it's the fact that it you know you guys are here in Laceville, PA. Um, I just I don't generally give out phone numbers over the podcast, but right. can I do that? Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. Because you can go to the website. But if you're listening to this, you you can go to a five seven zero eight six nine one two three three and um, call call them. Ask questions because. Yeah. Uh, there, you can walk. Here's the thing: you can walk around this show and stop and small talk. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's just better after the show to call and let's talk. Oh, absolutely, yeah. sense, absolutely. There's no, there's less distractions. It gets busy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. And you have the time to. Spend oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So hey. we, we went from uh, we went from Wyoming to Argentina, back yeah. to PA. You know where I'm going? I'm going to the snack bar. Hey, thanks. Yeah, That's right. yeah I'm, Hey, I'm we appreciate you guys. Thank you all. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. Appreciate oh, yeah. Appreciate you guys. I'm Thank getting you. hungry now. Right, man. Thank yeah. you. We'll see you guys again this year, I'm sure. Temple. Oh, yeah. Y'all come Bye, see buddy. us. Thanks, guys. Okay, guys, we're still traveling the world, but we're getting closer to home. Now we are a body of water closer to us, Susquehanna Watershed, Upper Chesapeake Bay, and we are with guide Travis Manson of Travis Manson Guide Service, and he's also a YouTube star, Smallmouth Crush. How you doing, Travis? Good, good. So I stumbled on you a couple weeks because we had uh, Captain Joe on of Susquehanna Fishing Guide Service, and you've been fishing with him, and you had a couple of videos, and one, you guys were rescuing a boat, which could probably be a whole episode in itself. Two, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but we're going to focus on what you're doing here today. You're representing your guide service, and you're representing your YouTube channel. You're also doing seminars. Yes, And yep. uh, what, what's going on for you? Sure. So the show is actually, it's my second year here, and I do uh, daily seminars talking specifically about trophy smallmouth bass fishing. Okay. And a lot of the information... I love uh, that he said trophy smallmouth. Trophy, mouth. big, right. big smallmouth. Yeah, not just smallmouth. <laughs> big. Trophy smallmouth. Yeah. Big. That's something I specialize in. I love chasing those big five, six, seven pound fish. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And they're found in the northern part of the country. You know, any of the Great Lakes, St. Lawrence River area. So I focus quite a bit of my time up there. I kind of grew up in Wisconsin, so I'm used to the big water. Okay. But I like telling everyone that comes to the seminar that you can apply a lot of these tips to your local body of water right, right here, the Susquehanna River. Okay. Um, you know, trophy. Trophy is real relative to the body of water that you're fishing. Yeah. If yeah. you're on the Susquehanna, you catch a five-pound smallmouth, that's a huge it fish. Yeah, that's a trophy right. fish. Yes, exactly. You're on Lake Ontario, that's man, we want to deal with those six-and-a-half-pounders. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's great. 
we, we were talking earlier before we started recording, you're targeting them uh, lower Susquehanna, upper Chesapeake, which is really close to us. What kind of techniques are you using to, to get those smallmouth in the boat? Sure. So so the upper Chesapeake, actually, um, I specialize more in the largemouth there. Okay. You're going to run into some smallmouth here and there. I don't run a jet boat. Uh, so I have a fiberglass bass boat, which doesn't allow me to get to closer to the dam in that lower section of the yep. Susquehanna where mm -hmm. those bigger smallmouth live. Yeah. We do accidentally get them. They actually uh, hang out uh, a lot of times on the Susquehanna flats in that grass, so you can yeah. accidentally catch them. For, but for the most part, uh, targeting those those bigger upper bay largemouth, we're throwing a lot of plastics, chatter baits, reaction baits. Uh, I love throwing a crankbait flat-sided crankbait, shallow diving crankbaits, especially early in the year, yeah, that yeah. pre-spawn period. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a blast. It's really a good fishery early on. Once summer hits, July, August, September. Now you're hunting. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of pressure, a lot of you know heat, yeah. and a lot of those fish are feeding at night. Okay. And so it does make it a little bit challenging later in the year. I think that's a lot of bodies of water, though, uh, not just that, that, that has a decent fishery and guys know about it. You sure, know, um, yeah. Even, you know, the, even when, when we come down, we have a fun place to fish where I live. Like, May, like late April, May, I tell everybody, get down here to fish. It's really difficult to not get two or three blow-ups on a topwater mm -hmm. per cast where, you know, come late June, July, you know, you got to hunt two or, three, uh, two or three nice largemouth in a day. Uh, doing the same technique. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah absolutely. No, I get that. So, uh, touch base on your guide service. Our listeners can't see this, but there's a TV playing in the background. Mm -hmm. And you're just. That's why I'm not pigs. looking at it. I keep yeah. just, just pig after pig into your boat. And that's what your YouTube channel, you're, uh, you're giving out information on catching these hogs sure. day after day. I think that's nice of you because you could actually keep all that information to yourself yeah. and just be the baddest fisherman around. <laughs> no, it's I, nice I, that you, that you, I really you. like that the channel's really built around sharing yeah. so, a lot of my secrets. So I film pretty much everything. Uh, okay. I fish a lot of regional local tournaments still. So I do do um, every, every practice is put out there, every tournament. And one thing I think that uh, people appreciate watching the channel is I'm not really sponsored by a specific bait company. So okay. let's just take Strike King, for instance. They're a great, great product. They make right. a lot of great baits. But if I was a Strike King rep, I'd be up doing seminars and having to promote their baits constantly. Just Strike King. When, yeah. Yeah. granted, they have a great lineup, but there's so many other baits that I use on a regular basis mm -hmm. to put fish in the boat. I can't just be tied down to one brand. No, I understand that completely. For our listeners, I, I found a video of yours about hair jigs, which... I've seen them sold. I didn't know how to fish them. Now I do after I watched your 15-minute video. And yeah. it's, it's awesome that you put out that information. No, I love doing it. I mean, it's just it's a passion of mine. I try to get two videos out a week during the off-season and then three videos during the fishing season. From, wow. the, from that hair jig stuff, uh, from, from that knowledge, too, we actually caught on black hair jigs that were uh, tied by my buddy. Uh, from watching that, we actually caught snakeheads this year on that. Really? Down in Blackwater, Maryland. Sure. Yeah. Nobody else was throwing anything like it. And first two casts, bang, bang. Like, it's just something new they haven't seen. They wanted to attack it. And mm -hmm. it's just another arsenal. People that don't really, I mean, it's not something you would typically just pull out of a tackle box historically, traditionally, from your grandfather as a black right. hair jig to throw for smallmouth bass. <laughs> right. Sure. Right. Yeah. Very good. So you mentioned uh, also the tournaments. 
what are you doing this year for tournaments? Sure. So I, uh, well, prior to this year, I fished uh, most of the, uh, well, I fished all the Northern Coast events, okay. uh, Opens, and then the uh, BFLs, and I do a lot of team tournaments. This year, I really want to focus on the, the YouTube channel and putting more content out and kind of fish when I want to and, and I mean, really just have more fun, just fun yeah. fishing. Yeah. Uh, so I am going to commit, because it's hard to get away from the tournament scene, I am going to commit to the... Uh, the five BFLs in the Northeast Division. Okay. And I am keeping the dates open for the Costa, so I may jump into those, but right now they're not on the schedule. I just have a fun, fun-filled fun summer packed with a lot of different trips. Uh, upstate New York, Lake Ontario, I'll be up there a bunch. The Finger Lakes, I want to do a lot of uh, inland lakes in, in upstate New York as well. And then focus a lot on the Chesapeake Bay and the guide service yeah. strong this spring. That's great. That's great. So can you tell our listeners where to find you? Sure, best way, um, you can go on my website, it's travismanson.com. Of course, you can check out social media. It'll be at Smallmouth Crush, Instagram, and definitely would love to um, have your viewers and listeners subscribe to the uh, YouTube channel, Smallmouth Crush. Awesome. Now, if I want to go out fishing with you, that's the same place I can get a, get a hold yeah, of you? Yes, so all the information's there. Best way is shoot me an email with dates that you're thinking of, and then if they don't work, I'll, uh, I'll get back to you with some alternative dates. Gotcha. And and what can people uh, expect? Should they bring their, you know, we we have a guy uh, in our crew, Stevie, who will bring 20 rods with sure, him. Sure, sure. You know, sh- should Stevie bring 20 rods well, when a, he comes fishing That's with a you? good question. So I like to customize my, customize my guide trips based on that individual's expectations or what they're looking for. Okay. okay. So, for instance, if I have a guy that just wants to learn some spots, learns how, learn how to read water, you know, we're going to focus on that. If they just want to catch fish, we'll do that as well. I can supply all the tackle that I use on a regular basis, so it's all going to be high-end stuff that I use. That's the same type of equipment that my, you know, that my, my clients are going to use, and then I provide all the tackle. Of course, if they want to bring their own, because a lot of people feel more comfortable using their own, mm-hmm. uh, they're welcome to bring as many as they want. We've got plenty of room. They can bring the baits as well, and then we can fine-tune those baits if, if what they have may not be working. I definitely will have what what they need. You do have a pretty sweet boat. Why don't you tell people what you're riding on for those? Sure. So all the guide trips are out of a bass boat. Uh, I run a Nitro Z21. So it's a 21 fiberglass bass boat. It's fully rigged with all the right electronics, all the gear. I mean, it's top of the line, everything on uh, it. 150 on the back? Uh, 250. 250. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, wow, I really short Why don't you undercut them a little bit? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. So you're that's cruising. Gotta, I was going to say, that's got to make that boat fly. Well, I saw one of your videos. You were going about what over 50 you're, you're testing out props oh sure yep yep well a typical bass boat uh you're trying to get it to go about 72 to 75 miles an hour <laughs> try that's the that's the plan stevie definitely loses hat on that yeah, one. Yeah. he lost his hat on a duck boat in the ocean so he's, that's oh, good man. stuff well, it's perfect great. to talk to you we appreciate it and, sure uh, absolutely everybody check out his channel check out his website and uh if you're here he'll be on the hog tank a couple more times this week Oh, yes, absolutely. absolutely. Hey, Thank thanks you. for talking to us, Travis. Thank you, Travis. Thank you, guys. Thanks, boys. Okay, guys, we have a special episode right now for you. And because I'm with guys from One Wish, we got Mark and Ken, and we have one of your good friends. The man. To tell a story. The your main man. Your name is what, Mason? Yeah. How are you doing, Mason? Good. Yeah? So what happened, guys? So what happened is, is Mason put in an application to uh, One Wish Foundation to go on an outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Okay. And Mason has a, a chronic form of leukemia. Okay. And uh, he, he's a he's a strong little guy, but he all he wanted to do was kill a turkey. So, I am a pro staffer at Mountain Hollow as well. So I contacted Ken and I said, "Can we help this little guy out?" And he said, "Absolutely." So he said, "Bring him up here and 
we'll try to get him a bird and see what we can do. And they they made the journey up north, and and there we were. It was awesome too. Yeah, he. Uh, they. I can remember getting the phone call, and uh, they said, uh, you know, we got a little boy named Mason, and uh, we really, his wish is to kill a gobbler. And he said, can you make that happen? And I said, well, we're going to try and make it happen. Right. It's not like we're shooting a deer, you know, 200 yards out in the field because they had to get, had to get it close. But uh, Mason never even shot a gun at that point. He didn't even have his uh, safety hunter course. And uh, one wish made all that happen. Yep. Made sure he yep. had a safety course. Yep. And then uh, – up in where we live in northern New York, we just made it happen. We had uh, Randy Martin gave us his cabin. Looks like Cabela's. Um, he stayed there, and it was just awesome uh, being there. He had his own uh, a hunting camp, and then every morning we got him up, and uh, we took him out. He shot two gobblers. He didn't get one gobbler. Two gobblers. Yeah. Got everything on film. It's going to be on a hunting show. Oh, right, yeah. Mark, yep. when's that coming out? Uh, May, May uh, 11th, which is second Saturday in May, we have a our event, and we can, will not release Mason's through Mountain Hollow that trip oh, until great. it comes out because he's going to be the star yeah. of our event, which will have 900 people in, at at the Hamburg Field House on May 11th. Oh, wow. And uh, He's going to be presented yeah. with both his birth. What happened was uh, – I started talking to people, and the word got out that Mason was coming to northern New York to hunt, and we just started getting phone calls from all kinds of property owners. We had so many places to hunt, and uh, then we got a phone call from one taxidermist, and uh, he's like, uh, we'd like to mount that bird for him. So I called one witch and said, does that happen? He goes, nope, make that happen. So we, he's getting his first bird mounted, the whole bird life-size, and then we had another taxidermist, my local taxidermist, he called. And he's like, we're doing the second bird. There you go. So he's getting both birds mounted. And the, and the community up there, he was, it was such a great event. Um, like people were bringing him Adirondack chair. You got all kinds of give. got more stuff than I got. And <laughs> yep. uh, that was pretty cool, wasn't it? So, yeah. so, Mason, why turkey? I don't know. I just thought that would be really cool. It is pretty yeah. cool. I can agree. How would you like when, when you – I'm sure you, it was a morning hunt, right? Mm-hmm. So you got in there. You're in the dark. And you, did they do some locating calls and make them, make them talk to you while they're still up in the trees? Yeah. Yeah? And then what happened next? Kind of like right after. Right, right next? What happened? Yeah. Daybreak, oh, yeah. yep. Oh. Right after daybreak is right about when they came down out yeah. of the trees. Could you hear them? Yeah, hear, you hear, hear their them wings? starting to make all kinds of noise, and they just jump out of their tree, and you hear them hit the ground. Yeah, I think that's the most exciting part of the morning is when they're coming out of those trees, how, right? How many birds were strutting? He, that he had morning? four birds in the field with about nine hens strutting back and forth, carrying on, and and uh, you know everybody was watching because everybody else that wasn't in the blind with us yeah. could actually sit at uh, at this guy's implement shop and watch oh. from like three hundred like yards away, yards across <laughs> the field, watching it live, right? And they're like, "Why aren't they shooting? Why aren't they shooting?" But those birds actually got past us, and then we went around, you know, locating a couple, and then he can tell you what what happened that when we finally got on one. So what happened next? All right, what happened next? We actually located them. We finally found them. There was that was when we got the first one. We okay, were sitting, uh, sitting up against this rock, right? Yeah. And there was one point where one of the hens was close enough to where you probably could have touched it. Oh wow. Yeah. Keep going. You're good. Yep. And, and, and then that's Ken when was we helping. got the. Yeah, then that's when we got the first one. So like, so the hen walked by and the gobbler was chasing after it. Mm-hmm. And old, you just, old Gerald, he was he was enticing that hen. That hen come down, got pretty close to him. We had sat there. How long did we sit there? Do you remember? Like an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. I think <laughs> the turkey it was. just went coming. Then all of a sudden the hen came down and the gobbler followed. And then what happened? And then it, then it got close and then that was it. That was it. He pulled <laughs> the trigger. Right. He pulled just, the trigger. And I'll tell you what, folks. 
Was there three of us or four? I there can't remember. There was three of us. There three guys there, and we all jumped. I couldn't jump up. I was hurt. And we ran over to the bird. Mason was so excited, and there was three grown men there just not – we were just crying. I mean, it, was just, it was happening. The wish came true. And uh, Mason looked up and goes, is everything okay here, guys? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what's wrong with you guys? <laughs> but, uh, but we were just so happy for him. We were so awesome. happy for him. And then uh, – I figured since he got the first bird, I I did beg him a little bit, you know, and I said, is there any way I can have the second tag? And he said, no way. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. He, he, he's had enough tags over the year. This is your turn, right? But, so, you, so you guys found another bird then? Yeah. Yep. Got another bird. Went back to the same place that we went the first morning. And I don't know how many more birds flew out that morning. Right? Yeah. And do you remember what he said? There were so many gobblers Here, here's, here's, here's what happened that day. That boss hen was actually right behind our blind, which the day before she was on the other side of the field. So when she flew out, they followed her. Yeah. Well, she landed in our decoys, and these, <laughs> these four gobblers came running in. And they're going around, going back and forth, going back and forth. And everybody who's turkey hunt knows when those heads are together, you can't just pull the trigger. Right. And Mason's waiting and waiting and waiting. And then finally, they're like, shoot the shutter, shoot this one. Shoot. And I'm videoing. I'm like, shoot any of them. I got them all on video. <laughs> yeah. And Mason lifts his hand up and points and goes, that one right and there? The, and I'm the, like, just goes, shoot him. He goes, can I shoot that one right there? And <laughs> you were like, shoot him. And boom. Yeah. So, oh, man, that is awesome. Yeah. What You know, when, when they talk about you're shooting a shotgun, right? Yeah. A 20-gauge? Mm-hmm. Now, was that – did that – Kick pretty good when you were practicing. Uh, that, that did kick pretty good. But yeah, not, but when that turkey was in front of, did you feel anything? A, a little bit, but not. But as not much as much, right? Just yeah. Ken's yeah. heavy breathing. Yeah, we actually because you're too excited about those birds. We actually about the, that shotgun. The second bird he killed. Um, well, we made him carry the first one, but the second one we got some great shots, uh, pictures. Remember? And I said, "You're carrying this one. I'm done doing all the work." And uh, so he had the bird over his shoulder, and he's going up to the field. And like the bird is as bigger than him. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was so cool. Mason, how old are you? Uh, thirteen. You're thirteen. Mm-hmm. Man, you know what? I'm in my thirties and never shot a turkey. Wow. You shot two, so congratulations, bud. Mm-hmm. Anything? Anything next? Anything else you want to get on? Next, I want to go for like an, an elk. An elk? Yeah. I like it. That's perfect. Mason is on the Mountain Hall of Game Calls Pro Staff, so uh, we had a little issue the other morning. Uh, he uh, he didn't get here until about 12.30, and I said, Mason, all the other staffers come here at 8 o'clock, and he goes, really? I said, but you're honorary pro staff, so you can come in whenever you want to. So, but, Well, that's uh, perfect. Yeah. And the biggest thing with these hunts, we can't thank the whole community of yes. Potsdam and Parrishville that came together to help Mason get his bird. Canton and Canton. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah, everybody came together, and, and we put it on a fantastic picnic and, and Ken's church and, and everybody. Fantastic. It was awesome. Anything else you want to say, Mason? No? You just had a good time? Yeah. Yeah, putting a smack down on two, two <laughs> long beards? That's perfect. So... Where can our listeners find out more about One Wish Foundation? You can go on our website, which is uh, www.onewishfoundation.org, or you can go on Facebook and uh, check us out there. I think that we also have an Instagram, um, and you can find us anywhere on uh, social media. So That's perfect, guys. Yep. So thank you, Mason. Congratulations on those mm-hmm. birds. I can't wait to see that video. Ken and Mark. Yep. Appreciate Thank you, you so much, Thank guys. You guys. We appreciate you guys stopping by too. Our two pursuits, great bunch of guys, uh, allowing us to share Mason's story is awesome. Yeah. And Thank again, we out. also like this because we don't have to look at Ken. This is an <laughs> yeah. uh, audio version. He has a face for radio. <laughs> oh my lord! Here we go. <laughs> right.
right? Right, Mason? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's all he's on their side, that's for sure. Mason is definitely well, on the on the Mountain Hall Game Coach Pro Staff side. That's a that's a definite. So Okay. Perfect guys. Thank you, One Wish. Thank you, Mason, for laying a smackdown on those birds. And we'll see you guys later. Hey guys, we are still here in the archery hall. We just had to go over and talk to Randy for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I just showed up for the day, relieving catfish and Bucky. I've learned, Ryan. Uh-huh. When I'm with Stevie, I get to hang out in the fishing hall. Right. When I'm with you, uh, where do we go? We go to the archery hall. That's right. And if we're gonna be in the archery hall, I've been checking this thing out all week long, walking around. So I'm glad that you actually came over and talked to us. Your name again? Richard. Richard? Yes, sir. Richard stopped us, and he said, you guys got to come talk to Nick. These things are super sweet. We're at Zeus Broadheads right, I mean, pretty much smack dab in the middle of the archery yep. right here. Yep. So tell us a little bit. Uh, it's Nick Albanese. Nick Albanese, yes, and sir. And you are the creator, yes. we could say, of yep. Zeus? Yep. Um, with the help of some friends, you know, I had an idea. We sat down, and we started pitching it around, and I wanted to come up with a broadhead that in my mind, would save, store, and restore energy. Okay. But in doing so, I also wanted to use materials that could withstand the blows Mm -hmm. and make a broadhead that was reusable. Gotcha. So I I sat down one day and started thinking about some different things and used, say, like a boat with oars going down a river. Right. Okay, so some some broadheads, they want to make like... um, an independent type of, of, of float on the blade. Well, if you got two oars going down the river and one slams in, what happens? That boat's going to turn. turn. Yeah. yeah. That's creating deflection. Yep. That is destroying energy. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to make a broadhead that was fixed first and foremost. Okay. I love fixed. But I only wanted it to react if it came into contact with bone. Okay. So that's where, where, where it started. Right. Um, so you could have razor-sharp blades... And, you know, they're cutting through hair, through skin, yep. through meat, muscle. But as soon as it hits bone, now it's actually using a lot more kinetic yes. energy. It's burning it yep. because it's got to try to push through that That's bone. That's correct. There's, I mean, there's broadheads on the market that bust through bone. Sure. We get that, but you're also losing kinetic energy. That's correct. So this looks blade, like Exactly. So these two blades are going to fold simultaneously. Okay. I don't want independent anything. Right. I want them to fall together. Once they fall together and they get through that bone, boom, they're going to go back to their second, their first, I should say, fixed position. So when it collapses, it's going to be a 7 8 by 7 8 fixed. When it's open, it's an inch and a half by 7 8 fixed. And then did you base that dimension off of uh, maybe... I don't know, ribs on a whitetail? Yeah, I mean, just about, you know, <laughs> I, I think about, <laughs> about, about yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, and the beauty of the Zeus is it doesn't have to collapse the seven eighths, right. right? That's why we call this a smart head. It's going to determine what it's feeling and only collapse what it needs what to it save needs to. that energy and give it back to you when it gets passed. Huh. <laughs> now, here's the crazy thing. It's moving and a grooving yeah. while it's going through. <laughs> And, you know, there's been many attempts of designing broadheads to, I mean, just like open-ups, there's tons of them. Sure. But when you start digging in and you start looking into patents, there's been patents back in the 50s and 60s of concepts of blades trying to close. Right. The problem is their concepts. They couldn't bring them to fruition because it wouldn't work. Right. You know? 
So I set out on a mission to figure out how can I make that, how can I come up with a system to actually make that work. Right. And, and you said that uh, their concepts, how to make blades close, mm -hmm. but watching your little demo with the, these are relatively dull yeah, uh, blades yeah, that you've some. got here, yep. so it's safe. Although I do see you have a Band-Aid on your finger. Yes. You, there's, there's no better <laughs> sign of somebody who works with broadheads for a living That's and right. he's got Band-Aids on his fingers. That's but right. in, in your example here, yep. um, it looks like what you designed is a way, a concept as it were, but this is actually a working model of it yep. to make the blades open. Uh, yeah, I never really looked at it that way. Yeah. You know? just, just, it just popped into my yeah, head there while I you were mean, explaining that, but I'm sorry, I, I cut you off. You were saying. No, no, I mean, it's a different approach to it, yeah. you know, uh, of how to open, right? you know. Um, but, yeah, it stays fixed. So if, if, if you hit a deer normally in the normal areas, this is not going to move. It's going to stay in its fixed position. Right. The only time that thing's going to attempt to collapse down to save energy is if it comes into contact with some sort of bone. Now, I'm a novice ar archer. Relatively new. Relatively That's new to it. One of our key now, phrases. Can I use this on a cross crossbow yes, bolt yep. as well as a regular compound arrow or, yep. or yep. whatever you want to do if you want to yep. use a long yep. bow or this this the Zeus was was made to accommodate any bows, crossbows. And here's the cool thing. So this is a hundred grain broadhead. Yep. So we have our other tips being made, but the way this is gonna turn to one twenty five is I'm gonna unscrew that off. This is my hundred grain tip put a little bigger tip in and and what and what nick is screwing off is like the trochanter tip at the very the trocar type the trocar yeah. and it's yeah. it's a but my design is different okay okay so if you look this is wider than the ferrule it is i created that down. to actually move material out of the way to create a path so that there's no drag on the arrow in Turn, we're saving energy. Make it bigger. Make push, it bigger. Push meat in this case because out of the way. The most energy slice. is going to be at impact. Yep. Right there. That's yep. your most energy. Boom. Right on, on contact. So we wanted to make that a little wider. That tip blows material out of the way, clears a path, so there's no drag on arrow. In turn, we're saving energy. So that's why I said I wanted to make a broadhead that saves, stores, and restores energy. That's brilliant. Yeah. And now this is, I'm holding this one, and it is just like a demo model so you guys yes. can show how yep. the th everything functions. On your blades that you're selling, are yep. these, these are cut on contact points. I assume these are pretty sharp up front here, right? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Uh, if you run your finger around this edge. You can feel it. Yeah. It's, it's. No, I like that. Yeah. That's pretty slick. Now, the other thing that I'm noticing here is there is a gap in this one that you've got. Yep. And I can see the packaging that's over here. You got some bleeder blades yep. on the back, too. There's a bleed, yep, there's bleed. I didn't put them in, in here um, because I just wanted to show the concept of the two main How the blades. blades work. Yep. Um, so it is a four-blade design. Uh, the bleeders are there just for backup. Right. You know? I also have, have had to explain this to a lot of folks. You know, they talk about, you know, oh, you see those things do have like a, they've got a four-inch cutting diameter. And yep. The reality is what kills, what kills an animal yep. is hemorrhaging. That's correct. So... You could take a two blade that's, you know, maybe got a three inch cutting diameter versus a four blade with an inch and a half. And guess what? That inch and a half is going to fly better yeah. and it's going to do as much, if not more damage per inch because you're creating, you're cutting yeah. as you're going through yep. and it's creating hemorrhaging. So here's a cool Love thing. It. So with that tip being like that oversized and the way it has these grooves in it. Yep. So we've seen in which we've put on the package wound channels up to two and a half inches. And this is how that works. That tip grabs material and actually pushes it forward 
TPing it. So when it cuts over and flattens out, yeah. it's a bigger cut than what it truly is. Huh. <laughs> Bucky, are you are you getting this? My is mind it sinking is in. Yeah. And I've been waiting. This is crazy. I've been waiting um, for the be- past two minutes to say, by Mount Olympus, this Zeus is a god. <laughs> He changed it up from yeah. Merlin's beard to Mount Olympus. Olympus. And I had to make it fit, but That's right. and it did. I, I'm very impressed with this. Thank you. Um, I think I'm going to have to start. Might be a, <laughs> might be a solution for yeah. you. It's a game changer. Mm-hmm. Yes, what guys is. are going to see as this thing, it was designed to protect them as a hunter. The materials I chose, I chose for a reason, so that they're not a one and done. This can be reused. Okay. You know? Um, that was my next question. Yeah. Our blades are 35,000 thickness. Um, our ferrule is a 7075 aluminum ferrule. Okay. And a 4045 hardened steel tip. So uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about uh, price point. Sure. You're here at the show. Yep. Um, there's well, we're about halfway or almost exactly halfway through through the show. Yeah. So yep. folks have a chance to get down here and they see these things. They're gonna like them. Uh, what do you got going here for the show? So for the show special, we got we're selling them in single packs, as you can see. Okay. So it's one for fifteen, or three for thirty-five. Okay. Or six for sixty-five. Nice. Now, once we're done with our specials to get this first run out, we're going to go back to our regular price, which is going to be a three-pack for fifty-nine dollars. Okay. So the reason why it's going to be fifty-nine dollars is two reasons. Number one, the material I chose. I can go with a lesser material and be like a lot of other heads, mm-hmm. but I want to make something that's more durable and gotcha. could withstand the blows and be reusable. And the second part is that I make them here in America. I don't want to send them overseas. Gotcha. Yep. So unfortunately, it is what it is, and I have to stick it, to that because of what I've what, what it takes to what make. What you're this putting head. into right. it. That's right. Is gonna you know you're gonna you're gonna reap those rewards on the back end. It seems like. Yeah. So. You know, so, you, you, you know, essentially a three-pack is right. going to be like a six-pack if you reuse them once. Yep. I like it. I do now, too. for the folks who are listening that maybe they can't get down here or they're sure. going to be listening to the show after, uh, yep. or they're going to be listening to the podcast, rather, after the show's yep. all done, uh, where can they find you guys, see what's going on yep. with these broadheads, and then buy them? ZeusBroadheads.com. Right now, they're online for the show special. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so in, and are you selling them direct to consumer on Th- your site? That's correct. Okay. They can go there right now and order them for that show price. I want I want to get them into people's hands so that they try them, they shoot them, they fly exactly like a field tip. Very I cool. mean exactly. Now, keep in mind, you have to have a tuned bow. Right, right. At the end Who's of the, that sound like, Bucky? At the end of the day, you know, Sounds you have like to I'm have a tune. talking to Ryan. <laughs> and, and part of that is because... They fly in a fixed blade position. That's correct. You know, so you're going to be, it's cut on contact. It's doing what it needs to do. Yep. If your bow's not tuned properly, you're going to have to shoot just a full-on mechanical or, or a field tip. You know? Yeah. Get yep. your bow tuned right, and then you shoot the broadhead that's going to get the job yeah. done. At so. the end of the day, you want your bows tuned, right? I mean, oh, if yeah. they're not tuned, you're, you're losing energy. You're, you're denying yourself kinetic energy downrange. Exactly. And then you know? setting yourself up for more failure. potential failure. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. There I is like no it. flaw in the design. Itself. I'm liking it. Yeah. Well done, guys. Like well I done, said, guys. there's been many concepts patented back as far back as the 50s. Right. But they were concepts. You know what I mean? Now it's in your hands. And now it's in your hands. I like it. Nick, <laughs> Nick th- thanks so much, buddy. Thanks Phil. for waking up thanks. in the middle of the night Thank with you. this idea, <laughs> buddy. Check them out. Zeus, Zeus Broadheads. Hey guys, welcome back. This is uh, Uncle Catfish, and I am down here in the 4,000 now. I have a uh, 
have a friend, Brooke, with me here that actually has uh, just started some amazing things. And the only reason that I know this is because I have quite a bit of it in my house. That's right. That's right. Miss Lacey is with us. And uh, so, Brooke, it's, it's been a while because I, I knew that... Uh, I knew that Muddy Girl was something else beforehand, yeah. and uh, and we're proud to talk about Muddy Girl. Can you tell me where Muddy Girl came from? Yeah, so we started uh, almost nine years ago. Um, it was kind of the idea of Travis, who's the owner. His idea was that you go outside and you see people uh, in bars, in whatever their lifestyle is, if in grocery stores, all this thing, and they're wearing their hunting camo. And it's like everybody wants to express their passion for the, their outdoor love, right. but... They're wearing real tree. They're wearing mossy oak. They're wearing the stuff that they're going to be wearing in the woods. Right. So we would see that all the time. And it's like we wanted to come up with something that's cooler and something that people, it still shows that I love the outdoors and I'm a part of this, but I, I can wear do it fashionably. It. I want to wear it at nighttime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of how it all started. We started with uh, two men's patterns. Um, and a year later, we came out with Muddy Girl. Muddy Girl is really what put us on the map. It's the pink and the purples. And so many people come up to us and they're like, I hate pink, but I love Muddy Girl. It's just so cool. It's so fashionable. So uh, that's really how that started. And it's uh, been a great a great market for us. Yeah, you're out of, you live here in Pennsylvania. Yeah, so we're 40 miles here from Harrisburg. Uh, we have a retail store. We have our warehousing, our shipping. Everything's done here in Pennsylvania. Uh, when we started, we started in the garage. So we had an upstairs office. It was probably like super small area. We had five people in there working out of that office. We had shipping downstairs. Uh, we ran out of room, so we ended up draining his mom's pool, had all our inventory over there. Really? We'd take a gator, a John Deere gator back and forth and bring boxes. We'd have boxes stacked up, and it's like, hey, you do know what works, and that's it's right. kind of funny. It's like any new company, a lot of times it's things that, like, they do strange things, and it's how you grow, but yeah. uh, that's kind of where we started, and then we moved into a 21,000-square-foot uh, facility that we have all the everything under one roof now. We don't have to be at the pool anymore. So It's nice to have it local, too. Like, oh, yeah. Like, uh, you know, have, being being from Pennsylvania, I love to support all the Pennsylvania. Uh, Lacey, real quick, Lacey's uh, the only person I probably have ever actually spoken to that not only, you know, has killed a bunch of turkeys, but has killed a turkey with this actually wrapped on her shotgun. And I don't know if I would absolutely promote wrapping pink on your shotgun. It's so much cooler to wear out to, out to dinner. But right. it, it, she does it, and she pulls it off good. I have the teal on my bow, so. Do you really? Hey, it works. Yep. I shot I have, deer with it. I, I have Muddy Girl on my bow, too. Yeah. I loved it so much. It's so it is, it is amazing, and it looks great on her. It really does, because it's actually attractable, too. It's yeah. not just a camo pattern. It's like, it looks good on her. You know, it's so, eye-catching. The colors make a pop, and it is, you don't and just I blend act, in. You know, yeah. I, it just might be me, but I think it's kind of sexy. So, but <laughs> There's a lot of people that, like, when we started, they're like, what are you going to hunt with that, flamingos? And we're like, we don't want to compete with Real Tree and Mossy. No. We yeah. want to be in our own lifestyle, and that's why we are lifestyle camo. And then Muddy Girl is just, like, it's whole. It's a whole other beast in itself. And so. I think that's what happened. I think this biz, this uh, Big boss Tom came over and this big old gobbler came over and he was like, what is that? What is he? I mean, he walked in within, what, 15, 20 yards of us. And I told her that the morning we went out, I said, you're never going to kill a turkey putting that on your gun. I don't care. I'm going to try it. Sure enough. Boom. He's on the wall. Like it was, it was a, it was a, at least 11 inch beard that day. Oh yeah. It's a nice bird too. But yeah. So before I even got to meet you, before I even talked to you for years, last couple of years, we have seen the booth and I didn't really get a chance to come over and talk. It's been pocketbooks. They look great. They look great all over the house. 
we have blankets and throws all over the couch. It's in a great. It's actually a great pattern because it does look really cool mixed in with our outdoor lifestyle in our house. Yeah. I have my turkey mounts, um, like little plaques that are money girl. Money girl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean good. the opportunities and the like things that we have are endless because we license out the patterns. So like you walk around the show here and you see guns, you see bows. Uh, there's scrub tops. There's purses. There's mm -hmm. lingerie. Like everybody has come to our booth and like we've seen you all over the place. It's like we have the apparel, but we license it out. So there's so many other opportunities with it. Sure. And like the. The dipping booze, they actually make the film that you can buy the film from you guys? Yes, yeah, so you can buy film for anything. The sunglasses there are done through hydrographics. And, I know, I like I mean, we've seen the here. weirdest things. We have a toilet seat at our office, so, I mean, people do whatever. Mm. I like when people have it as accents on, like, their black or white Jeeps. It yeah. looks really sharp, yeah. And yep. it's, not, it's, not just, it's not just for females, you know. Like, not saying I wouldn't wear pink because I like pink, but these ones are pretty bad. This is actually, uh, which what? That's wildfire. That's the wildfire one? Yep. But you know what? It looks pretty bad. I like the yellow on it. That's uh, So what happened with that actually is the Muddy Girl film, like when you get a film, you have to put a certain base color behind it. Sure. And somebody took it and they put yellow behind it and they sent us a picture and we're like, you can't do that because this is registered trademark. Right, But right. we're like, that's awesome. That's pretty and we cool. came out with wildfires. So. Yeah, I didn't know it was something different. It looks really awesome. Yeah, it's the same pattern. It's just the color behind it. But yeah, if you would if you would take this Muddy Girl pattern and you put the yellow behind it, it's going to look identical to that. So. I got you. And it's... Uh, you know, there's a lot of hunting and fishing people here in the outdoor show, uh, but this is actually, you guys got this going on with like snowboarding and out west and... Yeah, so uh, we just came out with Pulse. Um, actually, in September, we rebranded. We were Moonshine Camo. Uh, we changed our name to Surface. And right. with that, we uh, made it more structured. So Surface is the parent company. And then we have uh, Muddy Girl as its own brand because it's been its own brand and it's running as its own. Um, and then Lifestyle Camo, which was the men's patterns of under Moonshine Camo. And then we came out with Grit House, which is a graphic line, kind of like God Guns and Garages. Like, uh, there's so many companies that are like uh, based toward military. And it's like not that we don't love our military, but like none of us were veterans and right. none of us had served. But uh, like our company came out of a garage. All these vehicles come out of a garage. Bands come out of garages. It's like nobody's catering toward that uh, area of people. So that's what the graphic line is. The, there's a ton of camo in the world, though. I, it, I don't even I can't even pin a, a, like a certain name to it. It's not it's not hip. It's not epic. It's not awesome. It's it's super you can't stop staring at it yeah. when people walk by and look at it, it if they've never seen it you, you should see their faces they just well you have yeah. they just stop and like wow look at that that is amazing yeah mm -hmm. so uh we just came out with pulse which is like away from that sticks and leaves so i mean we've had the sticks and leaves the same patterns for eight years and we're like it's time to do something different and um actually this started we had an alligator and like our logo is an alligator we're like that's cool so we took an alligator the scales of an alligator like some inside this pattern here yeah, yeah. you can see the subtle hints Sorry. No, and good. it's uh, the start of the or the alligator scales, and it's just subtle in there. Um, but that's really more of like the extreme sports market. We started working with uh, Felt Entertainment. We did limited edition hoodies for Supercross and Monster Jam in those patterns. And I think like we see that going more toward that. Like not so much initially when we started, we we're like, we don't really want it in the out in the hunting industry because it's not really hunting. But then we showed it to the hunting industry and people are like, yes, I get it. I love it. So there's the opportunities in the hunting side of it, but there's also so there's a much bigger picture with that pattern compared to uh, the sticks and leaves stuff. Cause that camo, either you love it or you hate it kind of puts you in a box. So. Yeah. Right. I, and it, to me personally, I've at, we just were in Chattanooga, Tennessee, not two weekends ago. And uh, I saw girls wearing it at the aquarium all the way in Tennessee. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so I don't know how far the reach Coast, but I've also seen people actually in D.C. down at the down at the uh, with the Smithsonian's. We saw the girl wearing it down there. Actually, believe it or not, we were actually up at the uh, uh, 
what's the big seafood festival we went to in New England? Uh, New Hampshire. N- in New Hampshire, and there was quite a bit of girls wearing it up there. <clears throat> so it's actually really, it's it's actually really quite exploding. I saw it a little bit, and I went. All of a sudden, it's everywhere. Yeah, so, so we have a website. It's uh, surface.com or muddygirlcountry.com. So we, we split out the two because Muddy Girl has its own following. It has its own, uh, like, it's all girls, and they just want to see Muddy Girl. Um, but with that, we ship all over the world. Like, we can ship to any country. Australia, we have a distributor. We have people in New Zealand. We have people in Canada. So Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah? So we've got people from Ireland. Thanks for supporting us. Very cool. Sweet. So, yeah, there's people from all over. We ship uh, nationally every day um, as far as the states. Uh, yeah. Texas is a big state for us. Florida. Uh, amazingly, California is big for us. Really? Which is, and Pennsylvania is obviously yeah, sure. our biggest. You That's walk around cool. this show, you see people wearing it. Oh, but yeah. it's because we're local here. And I think it's really cool, too, because there's no, there's no, uh, <clears throat> there's no end. To, there's no limits to it. So you could, like, you could wrap your surfboard in this. Mm-hmm. You could do your four-wheelers in this. That's what makes it really cool is it's not only is it eye-catching, but you can take the stuff you really enjoy and actually make it this make it this pattern. Yeah. Uh, so we do vinyl. We have a vinyl uh, distributor, so they've done all that stuff. Like our trailer's wrapped, our truck's wrapped. Right. We have a John Deere Gator that's wrapped. They do golf carts. There's all that stuff that's already available. Then there's hydrographics, and with hydrographics, if, it, if it's something that can get wet, it can be dipped. So, like, there's endless opportunities with that and then we also do the fabric so i mean we have bedding we have like i said the purses lingerie like there's just so many things and it's like i see new stuff every day i'm like i've never seen this before but it's people are creative and they do different things and Mm -hmm. and how how did they come up with the name muddy girl like who came up with that you know it's funny is uh it was two guys that came up with the name muddy girl really yeah it's pretty catchy i mean and and it just stuck yeah. So, I mean, with all the names, it's always so difficult whenever you're trying to think of a name for something because you need to be able to get all the social handles. You need to be able to get the website. You need to be able to get this. But um, I don't know. It's just fitting. Like, it's, it it, it's not like, I don't know. It's for a girl that's not afraid to get muddy, but you're, like, you're still a girl. So yeah. you want to look fashionable. I mean, our, our fan base really is that, like, you're not afraid to get your hands there. You're not afraid to work hard, but you still want to look nice. You want to be presentable. And I mean, and, that's and what on, it is. And honestly... You know, if, if you've never been to like a big four by four jamboree mud time with big trucks and four wheelers, you know, you know, out in the rain, that's a lot of fun. So there's nothing wrong with getting muddy. I love I love getting dirty on the weekends and just driving big trucks through the mud. Oh, yeah. Oh, we sponsor you... a Muddy Girl monster truck, actually. So like that's that really running. like we have all kinds of stuff. Uh, people in Muddy Girl, uh, we sponsor a pulling sled. And really? they have a Muddy Girl cool. truck. They have a patriotic truck in our pattern. And then they have a lifestyle camo truck. Sweet. Well, sled lace what uh if you had your option to put muddy girl on one of the other guns and go hunt something in the world what would it be what are we going to go to africa and hunt greater kudu with this on your 7m08 i I really do want to hunt africa isn't your 7m08 in muddy girl yeah yeah your deer rifle is i made you purchase a gun for me in money i said i don't want that gun it's not Muddy girl yeah so i Um, bought her a deer rifle and had to buy another deer rifle because it was not in Money Girl. That's actually a true Correct. story. I forgot yeah. about that. Yes. Like, I don't want to say that we, I don't know. I feel like it does help get people into the outdoors. Like, if girls are with their husband, their boyfriend, their dad, or whatever, and they're going to a show with them, or a store with them, anything, if they see a Muddy Girl gun, it's like, I want to use that. I yes. actually had people come up to me and say, like, my daughter got into hunting because she saw a Muddy Girl gun and she wanted it. And so she got, she started shooting it and she loved it. And That's now she's a deer cool hunting. Testimony so. And, right and don't let anyone tell you you can't go hunting with it because oh, no, I've killed not. multiple deer with it. Here comes the bragging. You know, turkeys. <laughs> so it is something that you can actually hunt in. Like, you know, if you're hunting, especially turkeys out of a ground blind, it's black anyway. Wear a black shirt with, like, just lists on the sleeves. Oh, absolutely. You're fine. I agree. It's fine. You and can that, 
totally too. wear it hunting. We're in that too. Me and Lacey, I mean, we're here in one of the biggest hunting industry shows in the world. We're first to tell you too that when we go out hunting, it's to, for me and Lacey to hang out. Yeah. Everything else that we would get afterwards is just icing on the cake. So if you want to wear Muddy Girl and I want to go out and wear a giant orange jumpsuit that says R2 on it, let's do it. You know, yeah, so absolutely. it's all about having fun anyhow. Yeah. I, I said, like, I can't imagine hunting and not having people to hunt with. Like, my favorite part about it is the camaraderie. The, yeah, and yeah. like calling somebody and say, guess what? I just hit a deer. Like, and they're like, I'll be right there. And they're like, on it. And we just like, that's the best part. Like, I know people are like, they just go out and they shoot a deer, they do it all themselves. And I'm like, to me, that wouldn't be yeah. fun. Like, it, it's cool, wow. but the best part is being able to do it with other people. And yeah, people the love, social so. aspect of it, definitely. Yeah. But I think uh, a Mighty Girl Moose Hunt in the works. That sounds oh, like a good thing. Oh, that would be awesome. What's uh, So tell me about Gunskin. Gunskins? Right, right. Okay, so, yeah, if you don't have a Mighty Girl gun, um, there's a couple options. You can go to our website. You can order vinyl, and there's vinyl for shotguns. There's vinyl for rifles, and it comes in pieces that you can put it on your gun. It's uh, labeled, and it would say, like, this goes here, this goes there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen I've seen similar stuff like that. That comes in Mighty Girl? Yeah, if you're in Pennsylvania, if you're close to Mount Pleasant Mills, come check out the office. We have it all remodeled. There's a, a huge Mighty Girl section. There's so much going on there. Um, yeah, it, take, it takes a lot of effort, but the creativity behind it and the people that we have in place, they do a great job as far as, I mean, we did it all ourselves. And we're like, they had the idea and we did everything. And it's yeah. like, it's like the pride in it. Like I walk into that place and I'm like, I work here and this is awesome. So. It is. Yeah. It's, it, it is super cool. And you can tell that you truly love it too. So it, I don't think there's any end to it. We're excited about Muddy Girl. And then, you know, we're excited about Pulse. Next year, it's going to be something different because it doesn't seem like you're one to ever slow down. Nah, we'll keep going. It's going to be great. Where can they find you? Like, obviously, I, I guess that you have a website that they can go and buy stuff from and, and check everything out and uh, any social media type tags. Yeah, so surface.com is our main website. We got muddygirlcountry.com. Um, social media, the biggest one's Muddy Girl Country. Uh, we, have, we have Pulse Patterns. That one's for the newest pattern. And um, those are the main ones. Facebook as well as Muddy Girl Country. Yeah, yeah, we're still here this weekend. If you're here in Harrisburg, you come check out our booth. Uh, uh, we're with Big Frig Coolers. They have stuff that is in our patterns. Um, there's a lot around here. And then Nashville next week. So if you guys get a chance to come down to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, go come down here and check them out in row 4,000. 4, and uh, if you are looking to go to Tennessee and don't have a ride for the for the next big show, then just hide in the trailer. I'm sure you can get out when you get there. <laughs> But uh, it's been, it is, it's awesome. We love your pattern. We love your, your product. You guys are great. And uh, it was nice talking to you. And if you guys do get a chance to go see them in person, it's probably the best way to do it because they're so personable and like family. And we can't wait to see what you come out with next year. It was fun. And, it was uh, fun throwing axes with you guys. And oh, yeah, that was better. Because <laughs> I'm sure whatever you come out with next year, we'll have a bunch of it, won't we, Liz? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's woman's favorite thing to do, shop. Okay. So. Absolutely. Love it. Later, guys. Hey, thanks. Later.